Hello everybody, Julian Charles here of themindrenewed.com, coming to you as usual from the depths of the Lancashire countryside here in the UK. And today it is my very great pleasure to welcome to the programme Alan Howling Lord Hope, the leader of the official monster raving loony party here in the UK, which if you've never heard of it, um, and I can quite forgive people outside of Britain perhaps for not having heard of it, um, is the UK's most well-known unconventional political party. Party. Um, all unconventional. You're not unconventional. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting point. I might well come back to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, let me just introduce our guest here, Alan Howling. Lord Hope has been the leader of the official Monster Raving Looney Party for many years. He's now retired, but has previously worked in the entertainment business and as a hotel proprietor. He has, uh, for many years, uh, served on town councils in various capacities, including a stint as town mayor in Ashburton, Devon, UK, between 1998 and 2000, and always on the official Monster Raving Looney Party ticket, which is very impressive. In 2017, uh, the 25th time he stood for UK Parliament, he ran against Prime Minister Theresa May, alongside Lord Buckethead in the Maidenhead constituency. Alan, thank you ever so much for coming on the programme. Hello, good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Julian. Sorry. <laughs> it is just, yes, it is afternoon. Yeah, yes, yeah, in, yeah. indeed. Um, and thank you for telling me before the interview started what you had for breakfast. That was very, very interesting to hear. So, I mean, the, you want a sound check, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Um, So, I mean, before we get into any details, really, my first question I want to ask you is why you are called Howling Lord and why that is spelt L-A-U-D and not L-O-R-D. Why Howling Lord? Oh, right. Because I'm screaming Lord Such and screaming started with S like Such did, I come up with Howling Lord Hope because Howling starts with H like Hope does. (laughs) That makes sense, doesn't it? And then I call myself Lord L-A-U-D, as in lording it up. Right, okay. So did you both plan together to call yourselves these kinds of names, you and uh, Lord Such? Well, myself and Lord Such started the party in 1982 uh-huh. in uh, the Golden Lion Hotel at Ashburton in Devon, which, as you quite rightly said earlier on, I was town mayor down there towards the end of my time down there. Chairman of the council and Lord of the Borough, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. But that's where we started the party. He was the He was the leader. I was a deputy leader. I was a chairman and deputy leader at the time. And my wife, Norma, was a secretary. Basically, there was just three of us, really. Although he did have another secretary at the time, his personal secretary called Pauline Healy, I remember. But um, we didn't see much of her after that. But that's, that, that was basically where it started, 1982. Screaming Lord Such, and I became Howling Lord Hope, really, when David was no longer with us. Because he committed suicide, as many, many people know. Or if you didn't know, mm-hmm. he did. And that was in, um, in June... 1999, Mm -hmm. on June the 16th, on my birthday, would you believe? Oh, I see. But the actual party itself had previous names, did it not, when uh, Lord Such started something uh, back in the 1960s? Could you give us some idea of the background to that? 1964, he first stood for the National Teenage Party. (laughs) Um, Why that? Why called the the National Teenage Party? Well... It all makes sense, you know, because in those days, we, we were teenagers, all of us, really. Uh-huh. And um, you could you'd be called up and go to war at 18 years old, go somewhere and shoot somebody, maybe, and yet you couldn't vote until you were 21. Mm. And we thought 11-year-old was the wrong age to take a, an exam, which if you passed or if you didn't, would probably affect you for the rest of your life as to what sort of job you've got. When, in fact, if you took the exam when you were a little bit older, you'd have been probably better. An all-day pub opening was another thing. Um, these questions were put to um, 
Conservative MP was standing for uh, Stratford Haven at the time. He was asked, what did you think of the policies of screaming Lord Sutton's National Teenage Party? And he said, they're nothing more than renters of a raving loony. Well, of course. When all those things that we were advocating became part of the um, British way of life, we called ourselves a loony party. Ah. And then we called ourselves, we put the word monster in front of it. Nothing to do with Frankenstein or Dracula, as people normally think. Monster meaning big. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the biggest party in Great Britain, believe it or believe it not. It's not the Conservatives, Labour, Liberal or anything. It's the people that don't vote. So if all the people that didn't vote voted for us, that's the monster party. I see. Now, why the official? I and mean, that implies that there is another party that's not official. You know, yes. the monster raving loony party, but you are the official one. Is, is there another one that rivals you? Yes. Oh. Labour, Conservative and Liberal. <laughs> they're all, they're all unofficial. <laughs> but they are monster raving loony parties in their own right, you would say. We actually consider ourselves to be the monster raving loony party in this day and age. Consider ourselves to be the government's think tank. Because we, <laughs> yeah. we think of things, yeah. and two years later, they cotton on to it and think, oh, yes, that's a good idea, let's do that, and make it as their idea. All the time, it's not at all. Yeah. Like passports for pets. Yes. We campaigned for that years ago. People said, don't be silly, that's loony. Well, maybe so. But all we were saying was, why couldn't you take your cat or your dog to the vet getting inoculated against rabies or whatever, and get a little passport from the vet, take them abroad for two weeks, bring them back without going through quarantine. Don't be stupid, that's loony. They're doing it now, aren't they? <laughs> well, very good point. So we've got the uh, the National Teenage Party, and then you've jumped to the official Monster Raving Loony Party, but in between, I believe, Lord Such actually had other names for the party, or perhaps different parties. I don't know how you want to conceive of it. Is, is it um, not right there were other names to the party? Yeah, there was, there was a Go to Blazes party. Go to, go to Blazes. Well, can you explain that one? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you ever stood under that party name. But right. it, it certainly made the um, the newspapers. Although I did think I think you did stand once. Well, I'm not too sure about that one at all because I wasn't that much involved in. I became more involved sort of later on, you know. Mm. Although I, I first met Screaming Lord Such in 1959 or 1960, it may have been, at the Court Ballroom in Camberley, where um, he was a up-and-coming rock and roll actor, if you like, and... Uh-huh. And uh, I was the local rock and roll star of where I lived in Campbell and Farnborough and Aldershot. That's how we first met. And he was uh, a singer-songwriter, but he was in the sort of shock rock tradition, is that right, of Screaming Jay Hawkins? Yes, he was his hero. That, that, that's where he took his name from originally. Uh-huh. You couldn't call Screaming Lord such a singer <laughs> by any means. Did he claim to be a singer in his own right? <laughs> no, no, that's why he was called Screaming Lord Such. He wasn't called Singing Lord Such, was he? Oh, no, that's very true. Uh, but he was uh, the third Earl of Harrow. Is is that any claim to gentry connection there at all? Um, he always said there was, but um, we tend to believe yeah. that a bit of um, a bit of um, a bit economic with the truth, if you like, <laughs> which you're allowed to be if you're a politician, aren't you? Well, that's another very good point indeed. And uh, he contested, I believe, forty. Elections? Is 39. It, it, 39. And are, are those national elections? Yes, they were, they were parliamentary elections. Parliamentary elections. And he lost his deposit every time, did he? Yes. And do you consider that to be an achievement in a way? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> we, we still lose our deposit now. Although, although I must admit, just recently, just before the last general election, where you quite rightly said earlier on, I stood against Theresa May in Maidenhead, yes. they called a by-election in Manchester. And when they called the by-election in Manchester, we had a candidate standing. Everybody had paid in their deposit. And then when Theresa May quickly and sharply done a U-turn and said, well, we're going to have a by-election now, she said it would never happen. Sorry, she called a general election. They cancelled the Manchester by-election to incorporate that within the general election. It's the same time, virtually. So mm. 
although everybody had paid their deposit in their £500, guess what? We actually got our deposit back without a vote. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so for people who are not familiar, it's now, I think it was now in the 1980s, the amount was increased, wasn't it, from, is it 150 to... 150, yes. So if you want to stand for Parliament, you have to pay this £500 deposit, and you get it back if you achieve a certain amount of the votes, isn't it? 5, 5% of the turnout. 5% of the turnout. So you're, okay. you're, ter- you're looking at generally somewhere between 2,000, 2,750, something like that. Okay. And this is a very, very low turnout. Well, yeah. you've still got to get 5%, whichever, yeah. Sure. Now, I don't know where I read it. Maybe Wikipedia, maybe your website, I'm not sure. But according to wherever I found it, your best result, at least that was Lord Such's best result, was in 1994. He did, in fact, get 1,114 votes in Rotherham. Yes, in Rotherham, yeah. Yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah. Uh, 4.2% 4. of the vote, so he almost managed it there. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the nearest we ever got. <laughs> Incredible, yeah. One one day we shall get there, you know. Well, this and yeah. That, well, this this, this and that, that, that would change. I always tell people, you know, we we know we're not going to win. Mm. But if we was just to get our deposit back, wouldn't it make the other parties sit up and think, well, where on earth are we going wrong? That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I really want to ask you here is about your what your philosophy is, what your aims are. I mean, um, you know, I went to your Wikipedia page as the first place to look. And of course, it said that you are in the business of satirizing British politics. And, you know, absolutely all power to your elbow. Why not? Uh, but also that you are providing an alternative for protest voters. Now, when I spoke to you before we were organizing this interview, you, you said, well, not really. You you said something like um, you're you're issuing this kind of warning to the establishment saying, watch out, we're behind you, we're coming. You know, um, so I mean, is there any truth to this that you really are providing an alternative for protest voters? Well, if, if somebody, I mean, we often hear somebody saying to us when we're out on the on the hustings, "Oh, we're we're so glad you're standing. We're going to vote for you. We wouldn't bother voting anything else." So, I expect in their eyes, we are a protest vote. Yes. So, what what are you actually trying to achieve? Because you're not going to get power. How do you know? Uh, so, so you you think you may? Well, you never know, do you? When you think how, when when you think the, the Tories started out as a, you know what the the real the real meaning for the word Tory is? Go on. You look it up in the good dictionary. It says Irish rebel. So there you are. I mean, they they started out as a protest party against the Whigs and the Liberals, didn't they? You know, so you never know. You never ever know. Okay, so you are hoping one day, perhaps, you are hoping as per your own name, um, that uh, you will have power one day. Um, So my question would be then, if you're seeking government, isn't that problematic in itself? Why wouldn't you be subject to the same kind of pressures of control by powerful forces, corporations, elites, uh, that the the current parties are? What, What sets you apart? Because we would control them. We've got more sense than all of them. How would you do that? How would you fight against all the powerful influences and the money? Just, just, just tell them, tell them what's what. <laughs> you, 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 soon, you soon get them on your side. Donald Trump seems to be managing, managing all right, isn't he? <laughs> I don't I know. That's a right. matter of debate, indeed. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, if if, if you are, you are actually trying to to get power, okay. So you're you're very open about that. Um, in that case, aren't you kind of um, helping to maintain the illusion that party politics really can change things fundamentally? Because many people would argue that party politics is not the way to change things. That's all part of the problem. It's an illusion that people think they've got some power through the ballot box, but they don't really. Aren't you just maintaining? that illusion for people no 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 we actually actually agree with them we are the illusion we can do it give us a try come on everybody vote for the monster raven loony party you don't know what we can do yet 
we can we can sort it out. I know we can. Well, I'm going to come to some of your policies because people may wish to uh, make a decision as to whether to vote for you, depending upon those policies. And they might think some of those policies would be quite scary, actually. Um, shall we have a quick look at some of those things? Go on. You might say, well, yes, we're going to push these things through. We're going to be successful. But I'm not sure everybody might want you to be successful, considering some of the things that you're actually offering here or claiming you'll be able to do. I mean, look at this one here. It really stood out for me. Um, you say uh, half the uh, grey squirrels will be painted red to increase the red squirrel population. Now, I can see that sort of makes sense on the surface, but uh, wouldn't that be damaging to a lot of squirrels? Of course, the, 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 the grey ones, yes, of course, be damaging to them. Mm. It's the grey ones that are killing the red ones, isn't it? So why not just do a cull, do a humane cull instead of if we, painting if we them? Spade, if we spade, <laughs> if we spade the, the um, grey ones red, the grey ones would soon go, wouldn't they? Mm. Well, there wouldn't be any grey ones left, so they stop killing each other. It'll all be red. Well, they'd all be red for a while, but wouldn't they die of some sort of toxic... Of course they would. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're joining in now, aren't you, eh? <laughs> okay, and here's another one then. I rather like this one. Uh, the national debt, you will clear that up by putting it all on the official Monster Raving Party uh, credit card. Yes, yes, why not? Yeah. And uh, another one we, we actually like is um, if you pay your taxes on time, you get um, nectar points. <laughs> Yes, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other other one we like. Yeah, there are lots here that I do like. I mean, the one that I like in particular is that uh, terrorists will be made to wear bells and horns so that we know where they are. I think that's a brilliant idea, actually. I'm not quite sure how you would achieve that, but I think it is a brilliant idea. Of course it is. Of course it is. The other other one we like, which has been picked up by Richard Branson, he thinks it's a jolly good idea, so you never know, you know, get people like that on your side, It's the 99 pence coin. Oh, yes. Lovely idea. Yes. Go on, explain to people why that's such a good idea. Well, if, when you went to Weatherspoons, everything cost £1.99. <laughs> <laughs> or £2.49 or whatever. Or everything ends in a nine. It does. You're quite right. Um, I hope you will forgive me for coming back with the response, which is inevitable. And that is, what do you do then when everything costs £1.98? Ah, oh, you get tuppence change, don't you? Oh, you get a penny, penny change from your, from your point. <laughs> But then won't every every shop just decide to charge 0.98 for everything instead of 0.99? Well, I'll tell you what, around here in Farnborough, where I live, yes. we had a 99-pence shop competing with a 98-pence shop across the road. Mm-hmm. We did, yes. Excellent. For a while, so until, yeah. until Mr. 99-pence bought up all the pound shops. <laughs> so would the idea, perhaps, for the Royal Mint to make 98-pence coins as well? If, if it came to that, yes, maybe so. <laughs> 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 Lovely. <laughs> excellent. Maybe. Yes, we have a massive proliferation of different denominations of coinage. Well, excellent. I like the idea. Um, oh, yes. Um, old age pensioners will qualify for a summer ice lolly allowance if the temperatures exceed 70 degrees. Why not? Well, why not? Exactly. Why not? Yes. I think that's a very generous kind of idea that you've got there. You are quite a generous party in that sense. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Well, we're, we're, see, we started off as a teenage party, yes. as I told you earlier on, mm. but we're now the old age pensioners party, if you like. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. But you're quite up to date, aren't you? Because in your 2017 manifesto, you were very much considering the situation with regard to Brexit, and you were putting forward electoral change here that uh, you would propose there could be a 30-day cooling-off period when people have made a vote. Yes. Was that a response to all the argumentation over Brexit? Of course it is. Of course yes, it is. yes. In fact, in fact, in fact the Monster Raven Looney Party would go one, one, one better than that. Um, mm. If we were to be voted in, we would, we would actually join Europe. 
in a big way, very big way. And then we would insist, because we are the biggest island, biggest offshore island that Europe has got, we become the tax haven for the whole of Europe. Jersey, Guernsey, the Isle of Man, then become our satellite islands. And we tell the gnomes of Zurich to go and sling their hook in the nearest fish pond. Lo and behold, we'd own Europe without them owning us. And you'd want them to join the pound, of course. Oh, yes, the pound sterling. Hmm. Get our own back. <laughs> right. But I mentioned earlier, although, you know, you're, you're very responsive to the things that are going on and uh, you're a very caring party, uh, I mentioned earlier that some of these things are a bit scary. I mean, one that uh, I think might put me off voting for you is the one you have about vehicles. They should be fitted with bungee ropes in order to save fuel on the return journeys. <laughs> That, <laughs> I mean, well, we, we very frequently drive all the way down from Lancashire to Dorset to see my parents, and it, it would save an awful lot of money, but a very long bungee, bungee rope. But the idea of uh, taking off the handbrake when we get to Dorset, uh, when we want to go home, would be pretty scary, I think. Do you think, do you think that's more scarier than driverless orange? Um, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm no fan of driverless vehicles, but I think that might actually be more scary than a driverless vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, that was, that was, that was just a throwaway one. Um, we, we, ah. we, we, have, we, we have our party conference every year. Yes. The last three years, we're up in Blackpool. Yes. In, in actual fact, it's the end of this month. It's, just, it's the, Indeed. the 28th, 29th and 30th of September this coming month. Now, it, 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 mm. Last weekend in Blackpool. Anybody mm. wants to come up to Blackpool, look at the wants to rave in Looney Party, looneyparty.com website, and come up and join us. Now, Absolutely, yeah. Now, um, on our- but I've, I've, I've got to challenge you, though, before we go away from this, because you say, oh, well, that was a throwaway one, but actually when I look through your website, I find there are lots of policies which could easily be dismissed as, ah, oh, yes, throwaway okay. lines, okay. Um, sat- tell- satirical comments, etc. Tell- but that's fine. No, 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 no. No, that's- no, 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 just a minute. Are you w- Please do respond in a moment. Okay. But, um, but people would be forgiven, therefore, thinking, how can I possibly choose between those which are feasible suggestions for government and those which are just throwaway lines people would have to be putting a huge amount of faith in you to vote for you because they might think you might do some of these really mad things that could you know end up with me having a huge accident in the middle of manchester on the end of a bungee rope how are they supposed to choose between these amusing things and these feasible things how do they choose between laboring and sound event <laughs> anyway yeah, don't go, say anything wrong. go on then um, if you go onto our website, there is a, a, a click button on there where you can suggest your own policies. Right. This is where a lot of these come from. Not necessarily from the party, but from, from party members or party sympathisers. And they send us all these um, policies, if you like, and we look through them. And any that are any good at our party conference, they are read out and we have a vote on them. Now, the, um, the bungee vote policy... Obviously, probably one by one vote item. Right. Okay. But you're very democratic. Yes. Irrespective yeah, yeah, of the fact yeah. that it would it's probably good. kill people in these cars, but uh, it's more important to be democratic, you would say. I think I think uh, coming home on a bungee rope, I think, is more, <laughs> more important than driverless lorries. <laughs> okay. Um, in fact, we had, we had driverless lorries years ago, years and years and years ago, and they all lined up beyond each other, but we called it a train. Yes, you are full of good points, I have to say. And of course, you you became party leader uh, with the demise, of course, of Lord Such in 1999. But it wasn't just you, was it? Can you explain there was also a non-human leader for a while as well? Well, yes, yes, uh, my cat. My cat was called called Katmandu. Yes. And um, I I, I put myself up for party leader, and so did Katmandu. Obviously, through me, obviously. And and so there was was only... You you knew he was willing? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. 
and uh, we both got 112 votes each, would you believe? I say, yeah. But because I was the party chairman at the time, mm. I had the casting vote. So you voted for Kathmandu, presumably? No, I voted for myself to become the leader, but, oh. but to, be, to be fair to the cat, <laughs> I said, can, we, can we have a, 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 a vote in favour of Kathmandu being the joint leader? Mm. So yes, that was voted in, he was the joint leader. Excellent. So there you are. Then I pronounce the the, um, the conference audience. We should be the first party to be ruled by man and beast. Mm. Somebody at the back of the room said, "No, you're not. What about Margaret Thatcher and John Major?" <laughs> okay. Well, what I want to know is how much input Katmandu actually had to your the workings of your party. Did you actually consult him? Oh yes, on, on many occasions because um, uh, if any <laughs> if anybody if we if we come up with something. Something stupid like bungee ropes or something like that. Yeah. Like, who said that? Well, the cat did. Ah, I see that. So, yeah, he performed a very useful function in that sense. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. A useful get out line, in other words. Right. Now, he fact, he died in is that 2002? Yes, he, he, he got run over. Ah. You now come to a good point there. Because it wasn't somebody on the end of a bungee rope by any chance, was it? No, no, no. no. no, no it was worse uh-huh. than that. It was worse than that. I was accused of assassinating him. <laughs> so, so I, become, I became the sole leader. Yes, I was. I say, right. Ooh, that was serious. So you, you, you stabbed him in the back with a long knife, did you? Well, no, he got right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you say you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you say on your website that he is now one of the spiritual leaders of the party. Of course, the main spiritual leader, I understand, is Lord Sarge. Um, so what I want to ask about this is, I mean, in what sense spiritual? Because, I mean, there are two different ways in which that word is often used. One would be a kind of psychological thing, someone to look up to as a, you know, from the past, or one with whom one is in actual contact as a, a being that still exists in a spiritual sense. So which do you mean? Um, I consider myself a spiritual leader, you say. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, you tell me. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a spiritual leader. I am the leader. Yes. I thought. I thought you said. I thought you mentioned earlier on that I was retired. Yes. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. Well, you told. I am the leader. Well, you told me that you were retired. That's why I said it. Oh, well, retired from work. Yes. I'm, I'm a retired person. Yes, old age pensioner. Sure. Well, I'm not retired from the party. No. Oh. So. So I can't be a spiritual leader, can I? No, no, no. I no, am no, the leader. No, I'm talking about the cat. Oh, the cat, sorry. Yes, it says, it says that the cat is a spiritual leader, apparently. Yeah, the cat and Scream and all such are both spiritual leaders now. But what does that mean? Does it mean that they are an encouragement psychologically or that people are in contact with them as spirits? They are psychological. Aha, uh-huh. right. So nobody actually talks to the cat now? I do sometimes. So he still does have some input into the party? Yeah, 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 yeah. I often hear the odd meow outside, and it's not my cat at all. It's somebody else's. <laughs> now, what about um, other parties that might be seen as rivals to yours? I mean, what's your relationship with those other parties? Obviously, uh, Lord Buckethead particularly is very, very famous these days. Do you get on with him? Yeah, well, Lord Buckethead, we're not, we're not too sure about him, actually, because... Um, yeah. Now, I know Lord Buckethead of, whole, of old when he stood against Margaret Thatcher and John Major hmm. with screaming Lord Such... And when I met him at Maidenhead, um, obviously we, we, we spoke to each other under, and I said to him, uh, are you the Lord Buckethead from years ago when, who stood against John Major and Margaret Thatcher? And he said, I am Lord Buckethead. <laughs> now, that's not the answer. The answer is yes or no, isn't it? Maybe from your perspective. I don't know from his. I can understand why he might answer in that wait, way. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, the reason he answered that way was... Yes. Um, because he's no. Found, he found out since he's not the same Lord Buckethead. That's, no. that's why I answered that way. Sure, sure. So there are the three incarnations, is that right? 
It's reincarnation. Of, of Lord Buckethead, I think. Is oh, we think so, yeah. We think, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't prove it. It's difficult to prove. Yeah, I mean, the answer to my question, are you the real Lord Buckethead from years ago against John Major? The answer is yes or no, not I am Lord Buckethead. I don't know. Well, it depends what you actually said. Did you say, are you the first Lord Buckethead or... Oh, it is. Are you the Buckethead who stood against John Major? Yeah. Yes. But just a moment ago, you said, are you the real oh, right, Buckethead? Well, okay, yeah. And I suppose yes, he, I could, he could say, yeah. yeah. Well, in that case, I suppose he could quite legitimately imply, yes, I am the real one, even though I'm not the same person inside, because well, I'm the same character. Stop standing up for him. I'm just telling you what happened. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. What about other things? Like, uh, I mean, I think years back to the 1980s, one that stuck in my mind was the All Night Party. And I remember that they, they, they were offering to give chickens the vote. I mean, does that strike you as the kind of thing that you would connect with, giving chickens the vote? The All Night Dancing Party. Um, yes, we actually had a spin-off from that as well. Ah. The, 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 the Monster Raven Looney Green Chicken Party stand, <laughs> stand in pool in, 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 um, in Dorset. Oh, in Dorset. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, I forget the name of the chappy who was. I mean, he, he did quite well. Funny, he got quite a few votes, you know. Monster Raven Looney Jolly Green Chicken Pie. Then we had Monster Raven Looney Jolly Green Giant Party one time. Jolly Green Giant. Oh, I see. As in the sweet corn. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, is it right that you had you've had some famous people involved? It's Sir Patrick Moore. Is that right? Yes, he was our minister for um, uh, astronomical affairs. Astronomical affairs. All right. Mm. Yeah. How long was he involved? Was he seriously involved? Yeah, yes. He, in fact, um, I've got one of his famous letters written to me with the with the, on his famous typewriter with the letter missing. You know the one I mean? The typewriter with the famous. Yeah, he had a, all all his letters. Yeah. They used to send in, in typewriter days before uh, screens and uh, and um, internet and everything. Yeah. It was typewriter, wasn't it? But he mm. had this famous typewriter, ah. which he typed letters on. But there was one letter missing. I can't remember which one. It was either T or an S. Right. I didn't know that. Uh, ah. Yes, and uh, if one of his, and any of his letters are quite collectible and quite famous. If you've got one, well, I've got one that was addressed to us, um, and it was uh, uh, an apology for not attending a conference in Ashburton in Devon in about nineteen eighty-seven or eighty-eight, something like that. Yes, yeah, so he was quite involved. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, anybody else of any uh, fame? Uh, Captain Sensible. He's he's been involved. Oh, yeah. And uh, then he then he went off and started his own party called the Blah Party. The B-L-A-H party, but the we party. don't hear any of that anymore. Did you ever hear of it anyway? No. No, I've never heard of that one. Well, I've heard did. of um, the Church of the Militant Elvis party. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David. David Bishop. Very <laughs> friend of ours. Oh, great. Yeah. What, about, what about the Elzebabist Nation of Oog? Are you in touch with them? Who? The Elzebabist Nation of Oog. Elzebabist Nation of <laughs> Oog. I, I think they, they call upon people to renounce their white skin. Oh. Uh, I don't know how you, you do that, but uh, I think that's what they ask. Anyway, oh. I'll double-check on that one. Are you, are you in touch with the Fancy Dress Party? don't think they, they exist anymore, do they? Oh, I don't know. I, don't I know. think they became the Pirate Party. The Pirate Party. Okay. The Pirate Party stand here, there, and everywhere. And they, in, in actual fact, they, they get quite a few votes as well. Ah. Why don't you all come together, the uh, alternative parties like this, with a slightly surreal twist? Why don't you all come together to, to make a, a monster, monster party? Well, we, we have tried that before, and it has worked. But then you get some mm. people who go, oh, no, we, we want to do our own thing, you know. Mm. Um, George Weiss and his Rainbow Alliance. He's still going. We're very, very friendly with him. Um, now, George was... a very big friend of Ian Jury oh, yes. and a very, very big friend of um, Peter Cook. 
Oh, so excellent. Yeah. They were sort of half involved in what we were doing as well. They loved it. I mean, you can't understand being a cook like it, can't you? Oh, absolutely. And I, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I expect John Cleese would too. <laughs> yeah, I should think so, yeah. So there are two men who could say the most incredible nonsense in uh, the most straight face you could ever imagine. I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. Um, now, you, you mentioned about people visiting your website and that it's possible to become a member of your party, which I understand is £9.99, but is there a different rate if you want a t-shirt yes 19 pound another 10 pound <laughs> okay what what do you get with this t-shirt you get badges and uh, a membership certificate signed by me to hang on your wall mm-hmm. saying that you're as nutty as a fruitcake and all this sort of thing you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, badges and all sorts of bits of memorabilia does it have your strap line, uh, your phrase? I can't remember what it is now. It says, vote for us, you know it makes sense. Vote for the loonies. Or... Vote for insanity, you know it makes sense. Vote for insanity, you know it makes sense. Or, or, yes. the, or, or the other one is, there's nothing wrong with sensible loonism. <laughs> Very good. Um, now, look, I've got to ask you about some of these other policies here. Because, um, well, yep. I mean, to be honest, this is what it's about, isn't it? This is what you intend yeah, to yeah, yeah, achieve yeah, yeah. here. Um, I think yeah, one, yeah. Of, one of the most ambitious policies, but uh, most understandable policies you have here is the, uh, and you've had it a long time, is this policy to put Parliament on wheels so as not to be centralised in London all the time. Well, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. In fact, um, myself and Screaming Lord Sachs went out to the silly holes once. We wanted to move the Houses of Parliament to the Silly Holes. We thought that's the ideal place for it to be. And <laughs> yes. the people on the Silly Holes love the idea. And I, 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 know, I know it's the Southwest Cornwall newspaper or whatever that covers the Silly Holes, but they thought it was a fantastic idea. Mm. And in fact, Peter de Savary, who owned the uh, Land's End Hotel at the time, you remember Peter de Savary? Um, uh, multi-millionaire. No, no I don't. He, uh, he put us up for the weekend. We, we said we were going to walk around the island backwards. We didn't. We got off. We're just for a little while, but that made the newspapers as well. You see, and the, the, the aircraft that flew us out turned the seats round back, so we flew backwards as well. They all joined in. It was such good fun. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, well the, the question I would, you know, I'm going to be practical about this. Yeah. I like the idea of putting wheels on Parliament. I think it's excellent. How would you actually? I mean, two things really. How would you actually attach the wheels? And how would you wheel Parliament, say, to Durham or wherever you want to take it? Well, you don't literally put the Houses of Parliament on wheels, you silly boy. You put the MPs in cars and take them there. Oh, I see. So, ah, right. So you're speaking metaphorically then? Yes. Ah, so how many of your policies should we read in this kind of metaphorical way? Every one of them. Ah. There's a thinking behind it all. Very, very lateral thinking sometimes. I see. Sometimes it's laying down thinking even. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll I'll bear that in mind when I ask you about um, some of these other things then. I mean, you say that all children, this is back in your 2005 manifesto, all children will be given two birthdays like the Queen. Is that something literal or not? Well, if the Queen can have two birthdays, I'm sure a kid can. A kid would love two birthdays, wouldn't he? Mm. For a a child of seven, eight, nine years old to have two birthdays and be told that this is all the idea of the monster raven loony party, when they become 18, they're bound to vote for us, aren't they? I should think so, yeah. So it's certainly a very good ploy, yeah. Winning the vote at an early age, you see. Yeah, yeah. So you you are literally suggesting that one as a policy? Yes. Okay. So it really is up to the uh, potential electorate to decide for themselves whether you're going to do something for real or not? Yes. Whether 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 they want to do it. See what I mean? It's a bit. It is, it is a bit scary, isn't it? We've got to trust you an awful lot. Oh no, no, I'm got to trust us at all. You've got to trust the other ones. You've got, got to trust Labour because serve him liberal. That's the ones you've got to trust. You ain't got to trust us at all. <laughs> we are straightforward. 
Yeah. We, we know what's what, they don't. So whereas they promise to do things and don't do them, you promise to do things and you might or might not do them. So that's a bit better. No, no, we, we, we are the party that promises to do all the things the other parties promise to do when they don't do it. Right. This is a good one here. All police will be made to say, hello, 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 when making an arrest, which I think in principle that's an excellent idea. But you claim this will treble the police force. How do you, how, how do you work that out? <laughs> three police were saying hello, 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 wouldn't you? <laughs> and anybody, anybody doing anything wrong in the dark would think there's three policemen there. Oh, I see. So it will treble the effectiveness of the police yes, force. Oh, I yes. thought it, you meant that it will treble the actual numbers of people in the police force. Oh, yeah. Treble the number of the police force in people's mind. Hello? 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 I see. I th- you see, I thought you meant <laughs> at the moment you'd have a police a member of the police saying hello, whereas in future you would have to have three police in order to each one to say hello, hello, and hello. No, no, so you no, would you treble should. the actual numbers of, of police. No, 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 you only have one policeman saying, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> but whoever's doing something wrong will think there's three policemen there. Yeah, that's right. I suppose unless they knew the stereotype from the past where the policeman does in fact say, hello, 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 in which case they would understand it to be one person. But I suppose, th- yeah. yes, I suppose things have moved on since yeah. those days. Hmm. Get behind the thinking, Julian, come on. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying hard. Um... This is a brilliant one. I, I don't know who came up with this one, but uh, they should be congratulated. Perhaps it was Katmandu, your cat. Um, all weapons of mass distraction, you, is that right? Weapons of mass distraction? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, Will uh, be made highly visible so that we can find them. Now, that's brilliant. If only that had been the case back in uh, 2003, then um, we needn't have had a war. Well, we couldn't find them. Exactly, yes. Because they weren't yes. there, I suppose. But um, if they'd been made uh, visible, then had they been there, they would have been found. That's, that's that's counteracting what you're saying now. That's counteracting what we're saying. No, but I, but I mean, if, if you if you could rest, if no, what I mean, if they make them visible, <laughs> they weren't there. What I mean is, if you could rest assured that if they were there, they would be highly visible. They'd all be painted bright orange or whatever. Yes. Then you could have looked everywhere, and you'd be absolutely yeah, confident yeah, we they weren't there. Um, and you wouldn't have been able to hoodwink the public so easily. Yeah, this is very, that's a very good idea indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not sure how you bring these things to pass, many of them, but I think they're nice ideas. The same as painting them grey squirrels red, isn't it? <laughs> now, you've, um, you've actually served, as you said, on um, town councils and things, and you've been a town mayor, and this is as official Monster Raving Looney Party person. Yes. Um, how, how do people react to you when they know, you know what, what party you stand for? Um, well, you must consider when I lived in Devon, I, lived, I was down there for 22 years. Hmm. Uh, I owned a big hotel at Devon, my, myself and my wife, Norma, mm. and I was very, very well known. People knew me as the landlord. People knew me as somebody in the town. People knew me as a friendly guy, somebody who helped people. And so I became a town councillor. There were, yes, there was some people who sort of poo-pooed the idea. But when I became a town councillor, I was a town councillor down there for 17 years. And as you quite rightly say, the years 1998, 1999 and the year 2000, I became the town mayor. Chairman of the Council and Lord of the Borough. Now, it's very, very unusual for any town mayor to do two, let alone three, stints as a town mayor, but I did. Do you know why? Because I was doing the job right and getting things done, and they loved it. Well, can't say fairer than that if you're doing the job well. Yeah, indeed. That's the difference. And now I've came back to um, Hampshire, where I came from in the year 2000, because my wife became ill and has since not with us anymore. And I now, I now live in Fleet in Hampshire. And I am on the town council in Fleet and Hampshire with the Raven Monster Raven Looney Party ticket to this day. Uh-huh. I am chairman of Highways and Transport and vice chairman of Planning. Today, 
on a loony pie ticket. Excellent. And it's part of that on this local level to simply introduce some spice and some levity into you know life that can otherwise be very dull. Um, no, it's getting things done. Mm-hmm. Here's a, for instance, down in Devon, I can remember one time, just like everywhere else, potholes in the road, nobody's doing anything with them. You phone up the district council, the, the county council, nothing ever gets done. Mm. So I started a, a National Pothole Preservation Society. Let's save our potholes for our young. Of course, that made the newspapers. Uh-huh. They soon filled them up then, didn't they? Uh-huh. I'm beginning to see how you think now. Yes. It, yeah. It is yeah. a slightly subversive way of thinking, but uh, it gets people yeah. thinking in a ways that are unusual and results come from it. I, I, I like that. And, yeah, uh, I do. Another, yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. Another thing we often say is paint lines where you can park, not where you can't. Oh, yeah, I read that one. That makes sense, doesn't it? Eh? <laughs> it does. You save yes. a lot of pain. You, you would. Um, going back to your your national hopes, um, given that, I mean, I think you, know, you, you have said that you still do hope to gain power through the ballot box, but um, I think you're not going to achieve that. Okay, I'm going to be quite honest. Okay, well, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. Yeah. Nor do I. <laughs> okay, now, okay, good. Now, that allows me to ask the question. So, if that's not the way in which you're going to make this national difference, then why don't you take different routes, like um, declaring independence, uh, that perhaps where you are based, your headquarters, that is actually a different country or something like that, and then begin to expand from there? Um, we have thought about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, we thought about that before. But that's been done many, many times, isn't it, over the years? It has. Yeah. So, that's not going to work? Not really, no. I mean, there was a... The story of a friend of ours, he died not so long ago. Didn't he own a tower out in the out in the sea off of Harwich or somewhere? Yes, yes, right. Had his own postage stamps and this, that, and the other, didn't yes, he? Yes, yeah, I've heard of that. And he actually got away with it, but yeah, it was only yeah. for him and his wife. Hmm. Yeah, there's no way of making it expand yeah. beyond that, is there? No, no, no. Well, what about um, the alternative of thinking of yourselves as the government of the country and declaring yourselves as government? by considering democracy to work in a different way, that you have, in fact, been voted. Well, that's, if you consider democracy according to your own different rules. Well, that's worth considering. But as I said to you earlier on, very, very earlier on, we, we're halfway there now because we are the government's think tank. Yeah. Even even members of parliament tell us that, you know. We always look at your policies because there's something in there yeah. that makes sense. It's a, it's a known fact even in big politics. You see it today in the Houses of Parliament on question time. Somebody says something, the other party says... As much as we might think that's a good idea, we can't agree with you because we didn't think of it first. Which politicians have, have actually told you that's that what, you are their think tank? Lots of people. Um, um, Gerald Howarth, the one. He's, I mean, he's a staunch supporter of us. He's our local MP in all the shops. Uh-huh. He was. He's just retired now. Um, we had a, a range of beer brewed called Co Ale Ishan. <laughs> I can believe it, yes. And uh, we launched in the House of Parliament, the Strangers Bar. Wonderful. And uh, politicians were there and they loved it. It is all good fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it does get you thinking in uh, different ways about yeah. things, I have to say. Um, one all thing I fun. like here, um, any child who is cleverer than their teacher will be allowed to take over the class and the teacher will stand at the back with a dunce's hat on. He or she will then be on half pay until he or she has learnt enough to regain the upper ground. This is our policy for child empowerment what a great idea is that well you know there's some schools doing that now you know not necessarily the teachers at the back that does his hat on but allowing <laughs> no. allowing the, the child to take over the class it's another another thing we, we we proposed many many years ago before anybody else was a recognition for the beatles we never ever thought they would become sirs but they did and so hence since then sir elton john sir cliff richard 
uh, Sir Mick Jagger all thank the Monster Raven Loot Party for bringing that forward. What about Sir Alan Hope one day? It could be. You never know, do you? Maybe you, su- you should suggest it. It might happen then. Yes. <laughs> you can't suggest yourself. You've got to get something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Perhaps your cat might suggest it. Yeah, you have a good idea. Yeah. To, to somebody. You, 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 yeah, yeah, indeed. Well, thank you very much, uh, Alan. Howling Lord Hope. Howling Lord Hope. Howling Lord. Oh, is that how you're supposed to say it? Or oh, is yeah. that how you say it? Howling I'll try it. Um, um, well, thank you very much, Alan Howling Lord Hope, for coming on the show. It has been a delight to speak to you. Um, very interesting, actually, because um, not only is it amusing, there are indeed some ways in which you do get us thinking about what's going on in in uh, not a, not just party politics, but uh, politics more more broadly, and even well, one might say even a philosophical view of the world. Well, a kind of absurdist view of the world, which can be useful to get your your mind expanded in various ways. Um, so, if people want to find out, they go to your website. They could even get the cheap membership or they can get the t-shirt membership uh what is your website or they can come to the conference they can come to the conference which is at blackpool yeah yeah. in september latest month is it 28th 29th and 30th okay tell us what the address of your website is looneyparty.com looneyparty.com excellent yeah it's all on that yeah right well thank you very much uh i'll try it again alan um Howling Lord Hope for coming on the show. It's been wonderful speaking to you. Enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Did you say you were, you were in Lancashire? Yeah, we're in Lancashire. That's right. Well, whereabouts is Blackpool? I beg your pardon. Whereabouts is Blackpool? North of us. In Lancashire. Yes. You can be. You can come to the conference, then, can't you? It's not far away. <laughs> I shall see. I might well do. Yes, that would be yeah. an interesting experience. Yeah. Get yourself booked in somewhere for for three days. Only twenty five pound a night somewhere. Well, we're well, certainly considerate. How many of you are expecting to turn up? Oh, blimey, um, oh, thousand, I expect, over three days, easy. Right. Um, yeah. on, on the Saturday, we've got a, our open-top Blackpool bus tour of uh, some local auxiliaries. Weatherspoons are sending along a photographer for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all big stuff, really. I know, I know like you, you, you say you're tongue-in-cheek. It's not, you know, not really. <laughs> well, I don't know whether you're speaking metaphorically there or not, you know, or whether you're satirising well, yourself. You it's get- difficult to know. If you get the latest Weatherspoons magazine, which has just come out yeah. now, on page 11, you'll read about me. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm uh, very grateful to speak to you. We're going to, I hope we're going to be speaking to Lord Buckethead, so we should be able to compare you and Lord Buckethead at some point, and uh, make, oh, perhaps oh. people will then make a decision. Uh, certainly, if there's a constituency oh, in which you're both standing, they'll be able to make a decision as to who to vote for. Ask, ask him if he's the real Lord Buckethead from years ago who stood against John May. I, I, if I get the chance to speak to him, I shall certainly ask him that question, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed every minute. Thank you ever so much for coming on. It's been a delight. All right, Julian. Think, think, think of anything else. Give me, give me a call. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well done, Julian.